So Friday night was, hey, tell on yourself whatever you did. Um, there's no judgment. There's no punishment. Um, and that creates an open culture so that people feel safe. It's not fight or flight, mm-hmm. right? You have to create safety for the communication to happen, right? Because when safety and respect are gone, it's like air. People can't breathe, and that's all they think about getting back. This week, we have a new guest, Dr. Tommy Bryan, who's going to explain how couples can honor the different decision-making processes that you and your spouse have. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand-select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am excited because I have a new guest on today, Dr. Tommy Bryan. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Tommy. Uh, Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, it is our pleasure. And um, so b- before we get into uh, today's topic, I want to let everyone know a little bit about you. Uh, Tommy, is, Dr. Uh, Brian is a sought after system dynamics expert uh, who helps high achievers find their next gear. Uh, you can discover the champion within by, and you can learn more at champion championship dynamics uh, at the website championshipdynamics.com. You can also connect with Dr. Brian uh, on Facebook or LinkedIn. Um, before we actually go any further, do you mind if I ask you um, what a system dynamics expert is? Yes. Um, the, a systems dynamics expert is someone who can um, disengage from the emotion of what's happening and step back to look at the whole system, uh, to see what's happening in the system, because within a system, there are leverage points and structural conflicts. It's the the brakes and the gas pedal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And when you can find those leverage points, you can accelerate through the system much faster. And given modern complexity and the fact that it's only getting more complex and more chaotic, systems thinking is a beautiful way to see through the complexity and the chaos to understand what's your next best step. And so this is personal development we're talking about. You can use that with any – systems dynamic can be used with anything. Um, yeah, so you, I use it with organizations. I use it when I'm coaching individuals. I use it in my marriage. Uh-huh. <laughs> I use it everywhere. <laughs> okay. And so it sounds like a, like a very um, holistic approach to things, seeing not just the – you know, whatever the Ill, ailment is, but the, the entire system. Is that – Perfect. Exactly. Okay. Um, well, that that's fantastic. Um, and so, again, I want to remind everybody you can get more information at championshipdynamics.com. Okay, so um, 
I'm excited. Today's topic, we are going to talk about how uh, something personal to you, um, you submitted some topics for us to um, potentially go over. And the one that uh, I I decided on (laughs) um, (laughs) was the different process that um, you and your husband go through when trying to make a decision. And you and you described how you will make very quick decisions. And then he likes to take, you know, a couple days sometimes before um, he will work through something. Um, and so one of the things that you talked about, how it would cause friction in your marriage that you would try to force your husband to make a quicker decision. Um, but you can see now that it didn't work out really well. And so I first want to ask, like, what was that process like? And, and can you give an example of what, what, what I'm like talking about more specifically? Sure. So the process was painful. Almost cost me our marriage, um, and yeah. So, you know, what would happen is I, I'm a quick thinker, and my husband um, likes to reflect. He likes to think about all the options. He likes to drop down into the detail, and I'm a big picture person. And as you can imagine, when you know that's that's <laughs> mm-hmm. that's uh, a match in gasoline some afternoons uh, <laughs> in our household, and so yeah. And, um, we were, you know, anytime up until I had the, the moment of, oh, this is not working out very well. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, we've been married um, almost 30 years. I'd like to say that was in the first five years. Okay. Unfortunately, that was like in the last uh, seven or eight years <laughs> that I realized, okay, this is, this, if we want to stay together, we have to figure out a better way to make choices. By the way, and, I, I would like to interrupt you really quick. Yeah. The thing that I want to point out is so many people, think that marriage information and marriage advice is for newlyweds. And I always say to people like we change and evolve over time and we have these epiphanies over time and so much life happens over the course of two, three, four, five, six decades. And so I'm, I'm really happy to hear that you say that this wasn't the first couple of years, but this was a realization in the last couple. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to point that out because I feel like so many times people think like, oh, you, th- you're hitched website. So it's for newlyweds. And I'm like, no, it's not for newlyweds. It's for <laughs> anybody who's married because we don't know everything in the first five years. Yeah, you know, that, thank you so much for picking up on that because it's um, – you're right. It's a new evolution every couple of years. So when my husband and I first got married, we had just graduated from we, – we were just graduating from law school. And we moved to a new town and started new jobs. And so, you know, there's the, all this stuff going on, so you aren't really paying that much attention to the relationship. Um, and then uh, when we got into our work patterns um, – I'm a eight to fiver, and my husband's a nine to seven thirty kind of person, mm-hmm. um, and so that was one of the you know the big biggest things we confronted early on, and then we had children and we got diverted again, and then you know the children grew up and we had this moment where I said, um, hey, you know our youngest is leaving in another year or so, and I don't even know if I like you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, not really, you know, not, and so there, this is my husband, the quiet, silent type right. and me, the, let me get in your face and tell you what I'm thinking. And I'm not sure I like you anymore. Right. And this is a perfect example. Um, by this time I'd realized you had to give him some space to think about what you were offering him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to him, you know, I don't even know if I like you anymore. Warren's going to be gone. We better figure out if we want to stay together. I said, you don't have to provide me any answer right now. Mm-hmm. Just think about this. And so three days later, he came back to me and he said, you know, I've been thinking about 
what you said, and, and my husband's from Connecticut, so North Carolina, where we live, is his adopted home, and he loves this state. And he said to me, I can't think of anything better than going to every county in North Carolina with you, staying in a bed and breakfast and doing something wonderful in every county and making new memories just for the two of us. Wow. That's really sweet. Oh, I looked at him and I said, well, who are you and what did you do with my husband? <laughs> But when, but that's the that's the effect, Steve, of when I gave him time to process what I said, mm-hmm. instead of just you know, come on, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, and um, uh, and so this next evolution um, of of me making room for his process instead of trying to force mine on him of give me the decision now has resulted in this beautiful coming together of two people with their own processes who are, and you know, Steve, um, you had to pick the example where I really look like the bad guy. So (laughs) thank you for that. I think. You're welcome. My pleasure. Yeah. I figured it's the first time you're on the, the on the show, so I should make make sure you look as bad as possible. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I can only go up from here, right? That's right. That's right. (laughs) Um, you know, so this wasn't, this wasn't about, you know, him, because he knew I would just, yeah, okay, a snap decision. So this was really about me figuring out why it was a struggle mm-hmm. to, to to get agreement on a on a decision. Yeah, uh, and I realized the reason why it's a struggle is because I'm trying to force him into my way, and that just wasn't going to work for him. Because he's not, that's not something he's going to change. And so I wanted to ask you, what was the result when you would try to force an answer? Did you guys fight? Did you stop talking? Did you fight about other things? Did it like infect other parts of the relationship? Yes, very much so. Because when you try to force um, someone to step outside their process, uh, you know, it's either fight or flight, right? Mm-hmm. That's the nat- that's the natural um, human response to a threat. Mm-hmm. And this was a threat, right? Yeah. I need you to do something right now, and you can't deliver for me, mm-hmm. right? And so he, so fight or flight, and his was always flight, right? He just shut down, not say anything, and. Um, you know, when he would go into that silence, it would be like, I mean, I started to ponder, right? Why is why is this man that I dearly love going to silence instead of engaging me in a conversation? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, uh, you you have obviously turned a corner, um, which I think I commend you guys. It shows trem- tremendous growth. And um, so, how do you accommodate his needs and your needs now? That's a beautiful question because it has to be an honoring of both processes, mm-hmm. right? And so, the, for for me, I've accepted that. Well, I can make my choice now. I just can't act on it until my partner has given me his side of the equation, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, for me, it's like, okay, I've made my choice. Um, I don't have to execute it right now. We don't have to go buy that car right now. So I've made my choice. That's the one I want. Now I'm going to give him the space to come back to me um, and uh, tell me what he wants, and then we can figure out from there um, what's the best thing to do. Um, so, so um, I know you said that I'm, I'm making you out to be the bad person in, in, in a joking <laughs> manner, but so how does he honor your needs? Because it's not like he has the right approach by waiting so long or or needing that time when you're quick minded. So how does he how does he honor your needs um, when you are so quick with your decision making? 
Well, so, because he 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 doesn't he doesn't say you can't make your decision right now, mm-hmm. right? He he allows me, um, and you know, this is a great point to talk about the you know how do you, how do you honor other people's processes yet still respect yours and get done what needs to be done? Because mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. You're right. We can't sit around. You know, hey Jim, the house is on fire. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> right. So there, there are moments when you offer up the timeline. Right. Most of the choices we make, Steve, don't have to be done today. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Most of these things are not. The house is not on fire. You know. Uh, you know. Florence just came through here. She's not coming back this afternoon. I don't have to make the choice to evacuate because of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Right. And so part of part of the most important thing is to communicate your needs. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why. I can't wait for you for forever, Jim. So Jim, then yeah, my husband is Jim. Mm-hmm. So Jim, I need you to respond in three days. Or Jim, at six o'clock tonight, I need to let these people know. Mm-hmm. So I need you to let me know, right? So the element of honoring my process was I was making my choice, and then I offered a timeline that I could live with. Mm-hmm. Um, that I also felt like he could live with. That's great. So you, I mean, you, you're setting expectations that he then has the opportunity to honor and, you know, fulfill his side of the obligation. You know, that's a, you, you, I love that you're so astute. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it is, you know, it's a, it's, it's a great conversation. Well, you know, what happens is um, we're very bad at managing expectations typically. Mm-hmm. And that all comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. I'm the daughter of a psychologist, and I had some of the worst communication skills in the world. I'm really mad at my father for that. <laughs> Someday I'll forgive him, Steve. We're not there yet. <laughs> right? But part of what I realized is um, I expected Jim to be a mind reader, and he is not. Mm-hmm. Right? And part of it is women and men, um, male and females, communicate differently as well. We used to... Um, on Friday nights, drive to um, Lake Gaston, which is a lake a couple of hours away when our kids were younger. And we'd leave at six o'clock on Friday. And I would say to Jim, um, are you getting hungry yet? Uh-huh. Are you getting hungry yet? No, no. And finally, I would get mad and i go, I'm hungry. Let's right. stop. <laughs> right. And, and I realized I should have just said, you know what, Jim? I'm going to need to stop in the next 30 minutes because I'm hungry. Yep. Yep. Right. Instead of, you know, so, yeah, so, you know, that's such a great example. Um, I'm, it's funny that you say that too, because I'm the one that, um, cooks dinner in my house. And that is, that's how the conversation now goes is I would like to eat by X time. And so I don't have to start cooking right away, but I do know that the expectation is they want food on the table by like six, let's say. Yes. And, it, and it makes it so much easier because you're right. You don't have to mind read. Yes, exactly. So honoring other people's processes while honoring yours is is conveying your needs and your expectations so that the un- other person understands, hey, I'm honoring your process, but I also need you to honor mine. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the, you know, conveying those expectations is a key piece of this. Yeah. So um, you talk about how uh, this came about. Uh, your realization about seven years or so ago, the light bulb went off, allowing you two to break the pattern. What 
how, how did that happen? What was that light bulb moment? And do you have any recommendations on how others can achieve it without coming to the brink? So Steve, um, Again, you're um, helping me point out some of my deepest flaws, so thank you for that. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so I say that, I, I jokingly say that, because I'm, I joke that the universe will um, you know, first tap you on the shoulder to get your attention. And if you miss that, it will whisper in your ear. And if you miss that, it'll hit you in the back of the head with a two-by-four. <laughs> So I'm a I'm in the back of the head two by four kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, we're having our you know one thousand ninety nine hundred and seventy six whatever number fight over mm-hmm. trying to make a decision, uh-huh. right? And it was you know it took that many for me to get that back of the head. The universe you know gently saying, "Do you think there's a reason why this isn't working very well?" Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, so what I started doing in that moment is looking for places where there was tension. Right. Where are there? Where's their tension here? Where is it that I'm maybe I'm trying to get my way too hard or maybe Jim is trying to get his way too hard. And when we can and you can't do it in the heat of the moment because that's Mm -hmm. just that's you, you you're too emotional about other things. And so I allowed myself to after one of those episodes, step back and say, okay, Tommy, what is it? This is a trigger for you, right? Mm -hmm. What's the charge behind the trigger? And really look at, examine myself, right? This is, you know, self-reflection is really one of the key ways and 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 now we're not we're not needing a two by four, right? I don't need the two by four. Yep. <laughs> I've 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 trained myself, and that, and it's a process. People who are married, um, you know, get locked in these battles for years. Um, for and, the entirety of their marriage, most couple, maybe not most yeah. couples, but a very good swath of them for sure. Yes, yes, yes. You're right, and it, it's I didn't want to be like that. Yeah, I didn't want us to. Get to our 70s and have those regrets that we couldn't work it out. Yeah, it's interesting because like, I'm I'm happy that you're on here sharing this information because it seems like because you are a system dynamics expert, you were looking at the whole of the scenario and looking for those inflection points that you were talking about at the very beginning and thinking, okay, why is this happening? And then you wanting that change and Mm -hmm. and then trying to find a solution from there. So, um I'm 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 happy that you brought all that up because I do think a lot of people what so what was the inflection cuz I feel like a lot of I'm bouncing all over the place I apologize. <laughs> uh, um I feel like a lot of times people know this about their relationship and they will dread a conversation that they are going to have. Um and then rather than addressing why they dread it, um they will go forward and then they will have the same result that mm-hmm. is why they dreaded it in the first place. Right. We never resolve it. We never resolve it. And, um, and it because, and you talked about it so eloquently, it requires self-reflection, which is not an easy thing to do because then you have to put yourself on the hot seat and say like, what is my role in this situation? And is it reasonable? Is it unreasonable? And then what is their role? And, you know, there's obviously you put out something and they respond to it and vice versa. And that can quickly spiral And then the last thing I wanted to mention about it is because there's so much history in the relationship, you are, you are responding to the inevitable 
um, reaction that you're going to get from your spouse because you've yes. done it so many times. Like you mm-hmm. said, 1,900 and whatever yeah. things, <laughs> you already knew how it was going to unfold. And so you took it upon yourself to think, okay, so how can I change that pattern? Right. And so in our family, we've developed a culture of a couple of things. One, we started no retribution night. Mm. Friday, Friday night um, dinner, you you know, we had we have two boys and boys are always, you know, well, everybody, I don't want to make right. that about boys. People do things, right? We yes. all do things. So Friday night was, hey, tell on yourself, whatever you did, um, there's no judgment, there's no punishment. Um, and that creates an open culture so that people feel safe it's not fight or flight, mm-hmm. right? You have to create safety for the communication to happen, right? Because when safety and respect are gone, it's like air. People can't breathe, and that's all they think about getting back. Mm-hmm. So you can't can't take away the safety, and you can't take away the respect. So we started the no retribution game. The second thing we did is we instituted uh, circle backs and do-overs. Mm. And a circle back, um, I, I will say things to my children like, Listen, um, that conversation last Thursday didn't go the way I wanted it to. So I'd like to circle back on that and do it over uh, because that what the way it happened is not what I wanted for both of us. And I think, Steve, the, the, a lot of this stemmed from I wanted to have a happy family and a happy marriage. And when you make a commitment to a happy family and a happy marriage, you have to seek out the things that will make that happen. Uh-huh. And that mean that meant changing me. I because go ahead. Yeah, no, I the circle back. I love that so much. Um and that's the first time I've heard somebody who is so active in it because you're right. Like I have had many conversations in my life where the conversation didn't go. And then I will spend a week or two weeks or three weeks thinking about, God, mm-hmm. I really wish I I had said this or, you know, that wasn't my intention and I'm not sure if they took it the right way. So having just ha- knowing that that opportunity is there in a non-judgmental space to say like, I want to circle back to this. And when you normalize it, it doesn't become like a big thing. It just becomes part of the process. Right. Right. And so you have to create a culture that allows that allows for the normalization of, um, you know, me screwing up with Jim, my husband, and going back and saying, listen, listen, I love you. Our marriage is very important to me. That did not go the way I planned. I'm not really. And just sometimes I'll say, I'm not really sure what to do about that. So I'm just going to start with, hey, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Um, uh now, you have mentioned about how there are scenarios where you can't wait three, four days for your gym to process <laughs> right, uh, right. The, the decision that needs to be made. How do you, how do you handle those scenarios when, um, when he might want more time than you feel is allowed in that situation? So, you know, that is when you have to implement uh, the <laughs> – um, how important is it to this marriage that Jim actually have input into that, right? What harm is going to happen here? Because there are consequences to everything. Mm-hmm. Some of those consequences are good and some of them are bad. 
right? And so sometimes I have to take the risk that he's just going to be mad at me and that he loves me enough because we have the right to our anger. Of course we get angry, right? And I'll say to him, you have your right, the right to your anger. I'm not trying to take that away from you, but I got to do this and then I go do it. So he, I'm still honoring his process uh-huh. and I have to do what I'm doing, what I need to do, mm-hmm. right? And that, and again, I communicate that. Yeah. See, that's, that's so, yeah, that's so important. Uh, you know, you, <laughs> You have mentioned how it's making you like this topic uh, makes you look in a, let's just say, not positive light. I actually think it's just the opposite. I think we we prop up like strong men in this country sometimes uh, and strong women where they are infallible. Right. And I think it takes so much more courage and so much more strength to acknowledge that we aren't perfect and that we can change. And by definition, you cannot have growth without change. Correct. And I feel like it, you are demonstrating like a very strong, positive personality by showing that, no, I, I'm actually a different person. I'm a better person today than I was at the beginning of the marriage. I communicate better. I admit mistakes because everybody makes them. Um, and right. I'm, you have the skill set to work through them. And, and I'm, I'm so grateful that you're on the show today sharing the process of how that happens and what that looks like. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it's fantastic. Well, well, thank you for that. I, I tell my children regularly, you know, where good judgment comes from repeated poor choices. Right. At some point, we're going to get it right, but we just have to keep doing it wrong <laughs> until that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't, don't want to encourage the wrong choices, but it, no. it is a good uh, teacher for sure. You know, and that, that brings up this, this um, other point about grace in the marriage, Steve, mm. um, in that we have to, it takes two to tango. When right. people get divorced and somebody wants to blame somebody, listen, it's both of you. Mm-hmm. All day long, every day, in a system, it takes two to tango. But the other piece of, of, I think, um, a difficult marriage is when we refuse to give ourselves and our mates grace. And grace comes from accepting that they are going to make mistakes. They're human. Um, I'm going to make mistakes. And so we have to be willing to give each other grace. Um, and, and, and part of that is every night, I forgive myself and anybody else who I think may have hurt me. And I ask them to forgive me. Even Jim, right? Every night, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, please, you know, in my prayers or your meditation, whatever, I, I ask for forgiveness from everybody and offer it to everybody. So when I get up in the morning, I don't bring yesterday into the beautiful um, present moment of wherever I am now. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I often say um, we... When we married our spouse, uh, they are on our team. They they want us to succeed, and in ninety nine point nine percent of scenarios, like they're not trying to be malicious. And if you are hurt by something that they say or do or don't do, it's typically not with malicious intent. And I think that gets back to you offering grace of if something happened to you in that day, you know, own up to it, but also don't don't feel that they did it to, to spite you. They did it, you know, hopefully just out of a awareness factor or something along those lines. 
Right. Agreed. And it makes it Agreed. Um, yes. Okay. So I think uh, we've tackled all the big questions I had for you. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to the conversation before we wrap up? No, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, well, Tommy, this was this was fantastic. So um, before we go, I want to thank you so much for your time. It was it was a real pleasure, and I hope to have you on again sometime soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was wonderful. Uh, and so before we go, I want to remind everyone you have been listening to Dr. Tommy Bryan who is a sought-after system dynamics expert, uh, and she helps high achievers find their next gear. Uh, You can discover the champion within and learn more at her website, uh, championshipdynamics.com. And you can also connect on Facebook as well as LinkedIn. Uh, Of course, you can find this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. And Tommy has also contributed some articles on the website as well, so you can find those Uh, on the website and as I recommend each week uh, sign up for the newsletter it is the fastest easiest way to stay up to date on all the latest information including the latest podcast so I hope you do that as well Uh, and so that is going to do it for this week until next time take care everybody we're on top of the world tonight